Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmeyer. Hey, this is Laurel. Welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast where we talk about money, business, and success. So I always bring you guests on a Friday to introduce you to just new concepts that you need to consider integrating into your life. So today I have Dr. Jeff Gladden. I met him a few weeks ago and uh, an amazing event with Fab Manzini. And uh, he's uh, leaned into my work. I'm going to lean into his and go back to Dallas to his longevity center. But he has quite the resume. His career began as an interventional cardiologist in Dallas, Texas, um, where he's really bringing cutting edge cardiology services to people in outlying areas. So he has built uh, his own heart group, eventually 10 offices, 12 physicians servicing numerous communities throughout North Texas, Southeast Oklahoma. He started uh, the cardiac catheterization labs, rapid response heart attack programs, heart arrhythmia programs, congestive heart failure programs. You say heart, it's Dr. Gladden. I think it's gotta be like, on Wikipedia in the dictionary, heart equals Dr. Gladden and all of his <laughs> work. So yeah. um, he has a heart hospital at uh, Baylor, um, Scott and White in the north suburbs of Dallas, continues to do several medical device and pharmaceutical startups, tons of medical devices that were at this conference. I was so breathtaking. In fact, I woke up the other day thinking, I need to ask your opinion about a few of these that I bought. Because mm-hmm. you can easily have walked through that that expo and bought $100,000 worth of all sorts of cool stuff. That's right. Uh, so tell us a little about your longevity center, which is where you're now, and a little bit about your journey. And I'm yeah. So- yeah, Laurel, thanks. It's great to be here. I really enjoyed meeting you uh, at the conference. And I love the way you organized your talk and concepts. So you know, I think, you know, my journey started like like many people's journeys in that I ran into a problem, right? I mean, I was doing a lot of things, you know, co-founding a heart hospital, running a heart group, et cetera, and I got sick. And I, you know, the brief story is I went in and got tested and was told, hey, you know what, uh, even though you're in your early 50s here, you're just getting older. Why don't you take an antidepressant? And so I, it was such an existential moment that I, I realized that you know, healthcare slash sick care is what it really was, uh, was failing me. And I threw myself into functional medicine, integrative medicine, age management medicine. And two and a half years later, I'd completely cracked the code for myself in terms of what was going on, why I was putting on weight, why I had brain fog, why I was tired all the time, uh, you know, these kinds of things. And and I realized that I wanted to, as, as much as I enjoyed cardiology, I realized that I wanted to spend the rest of my life actually optimizing health and optimizing longevity and performance. Um, so, you know, that that really kicked it off for me was uh, was getting sick and then figuring it out and then saying, you know what, I think a lot of people would benefit from from what I just did. And I'll just continue to get better and better at this a little bit like your own story. Right. So. Yeah. It is. So talk a little bit about cracking that code. What did you find out? Because I also think that, you know, in our conversation today, I want you to dispel what I think are really longstanding myths of what makes you healthier, creates, you know, better anti-aging, you know, mm-hmm. techniques. I mean, I think there's so much 
crap. I'm going to say just like there is in my, you know, wealth world, there's so many just wrong thinking. That's right. I think I'll tell you the truth. One of the the biggest, the biggest hurdles that people have, quite honestly, like in your world, what are the biggest hurdles to them actually becoming wealthy? Right. In my world, it's what are their biggest hurdles to becoming healthy? Right. And, you know, really, the book that I've written is called How to Make 100 to New 30, how playing the symphony of longevity will enable us to live young for a lifetime. So mm-hmm. the problem that people have is that they've normalized aging, just like they normalize being poor or they normalize being employed. Right. And so for us, people normalize aging. The medical establishment does it. Your family does it. Your peers do it. And and so you do it. And it's completely unnecessary. So the biggest risk factor that somebody has is not realizing what's actually possible, which is true when it comes to wealth. And it's also true when it comes to health. So, you know, the biggest myth to to get rid of first off is that you have to get old because you really don't. You don't. You can become chronologically older, which is great. You get to be wiser and have more experiences and do more things. But you can also simultaneously advance your capabilities and literally live young for a lifetime. Right. So understanding what's possible is is the first uh, big thing. The second big thing is that people don't understand the aging process in the sense that they feel like it's a linear process. They think that, okay, it's another year. I just had another birthday. I don't feel that much different. And so it's a linear game that I'm involved with here. And if I eat better and sleep better, and yeah, this year I'll try to give up alcohol for dry January or whatever it's called. And this year I'll do this and that, right? I'll go to a spa. I'm going to detox for a week and, you know, these kinds of things. And that's going to have an impact. Those are all sort of, I don't know, that's like, hanging curtains on a bad window, you know, it's, it doesn't really do much. Um, And so this concept that aging is linear and that doing these small steps are going to constitute an adequate strategy for what we're dealing with is the biggest misnomer because aging is actually an exponential process and we decline at an exponential rate. It, It happens because the the true forces that drive aging in the body start to play off each other and accelerate, right? It's like a downward spiral. It's like a spiraling stock market that's crashing. You know, lack of confidence begins lack of confidence begins lack of confidence. And the next thing you know, it's just, it just, it plummets, right? And that's what happens to our health. So if if your strategy or your plan is a get healthy plan, you're, you're doomed. You're completely doomed, right? It's you're going to go broke, and you're you may have money in the bank, but you're going to go broke when it comes to having any health to be able to live and have an impact, right? So the very first thing people have to understand is number one, you don't have to get older. I mean, biologically older. Two, you have to have a strategy that is as robust as the adversary that you're going against. Right. The adversary that you're going against in health is much bigger than what you go with in wealth. I mean, there can be catastrophic things that happen in wealth, but with health, it's guaranteed that it's going down in an exponential way. Right. So (laughs) it's a great perspective. (laughs) Right. So then, you know, people have a, a get healthy strategy, which is a linear strategy to an exponential problem. And everybody that ate better and exercised and learned how to meditate and 
you know, got a sleep tracker and lost weight, they still got old and they still died. God bless them, though, because without doing those things, you know, you accelerate your own demise. So those things are important, right? Those things are important. It's not that they're not important. It's just that people tend to attach too much significance to them in the sense that that's going to be enough. I'm going to pay off my credit card debt. Therefore, I'll no longer have a financial problem. You see, it's 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 too little. It's too little for the for the, you know, challenge and the opportunity at hand. So that's, yeah, that's right. So I think those are some of the biggest, the biggest issues. And then the third thing is that um, people think that the sick care system and their sick insurance are somehow going to help them with their health because it's labeled a healthcare system and health insurance, right? It's like stock markets, you know, they started calling them securities, right? And it's like, well, maybe they're secure, maybe they're not, but it certainly is a nice you know, moniker to throw out there, right? So you don't have a healthcare system. You have to understand this. You do not have a healthcare system. I practiced sick care for 25 years. You only saw me if you were sick. You never saw me if you were healthy, right? It's a sick care system. You have sick insurance. And if you want to optimize your health, like if you want to optimize your relationship with your significant other or with your children or your business partners, those are things you have to do yourself, right? If you want to optimize your wealth, you have to do it yourself. You have to be in charge and take control. The same is true with your health. If you're if you're abrogating that to um, a quote-unquote healthcare professional, my doctor, my internist, I've known him for years. He's a great guy. He reads all the time. You're doomed. You're doomed because they're not. They're they're already twenty years behind. We know this to be a fact. They're twenty years behind. And they're not even asking the same questions that we are, which is how do I stay young? How do I live young for a lifetime? How do I make 100 to new 30? They're basically asking, you know, do you feel bad? Let's give you something to try to mitigate how you're feeling, right? So how do you live at 100? And so you said your biological age is 27, right? Yeah. What are some of the strategies that you discovered as you, you know, went from sick to creating your health and where you are today? Well, the first strategy is a mindset strategy, which is that I do wake up to your point. I do wake up 27 every day. Right. I was born in 1954. I had a had a birthday in February. So I'll let people do the math. Um, But I wake up 27 every day. And because I wake up 27, it sets a completely different reference point. Right. It's like here's another one that I have. I have several affirmations that I tell myself every morning. The first one is. I'm an enlightened but listen, I'll give you all four. I'm an enlightened 27-year-old trillionaire with many, lo- many loving relationships. And what I mean by that is I'm a I'm an enlightened, spiritually enlightened 27-year-old with unlimited resources to create and do, right? And to create loving relationships uh, for myself across the planet, et cetera. And so I think people get hung up on the stories they tell themselves, right? So it's like, well. If I only had enough money, I would do this, I would do that. Well, guess what? I have completely unlimited resources, right? Completely unlimited. The way you can pull things together, and this is true for dollars and cents, but it's also true for health and building businesses and everything else. You do it all the time. You pull together resources from all over the place, right? You attract them, you draw them, you seek them out. And everybody has that same opportunity. So we hold ourselves back when it comes to health, to wealth, very similar. They kind of run in parallel tracks. 
Yep. Yeah. I always say a lot of people have uh, inherited behaviors and they never stop and analyze like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Even why am I living where I'm living? Right. Like, does this really, like I grew up on a farm in Nebraska. It was lovely, but not where I wanted to live. I live, you know, I live in the mountains and the water and, you know, I love to ski. And today, this year was the the most amazing ski year because Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> you get the best snow in Tahoe ever. So again, I think there's these inherited behaviors with health and wealth, uh, as you said. So talk about more of the longevity strategies. What what can people do yeah. today? In addition well, to yeah, the first thing they can do is they need to they need to step away from being married to their current answers, right? So it, it's yeah, the current answer is if you're married to your current answers, like I was trained as a cardiologist, I got married to a set of answers. My family taught me ways to think about aging. If I got married to those ways of thinking, those stories, I'd be in the backwash. What's what's really drove progress for me is finding the right questions, asking the right questions. Education is geared for kids to get the right answers, which is completely backwards. What education really is, is how do you ask the right questions? Because all progress is driven by questions. So you're, the progress that you're going to have in your own health is going to be a function of the questions you're asking. So first off, define what questions you're asking. I have four. You know, how do I live, you know, young for a lifetime? How do I make 100 to new 30? How do I live well beyond 120? And how good can I be globally? How good can I be? So I'm not married to a single answer, even though we have tons of technologies. I'm married to the questions. So the first thing is define your questions, right? From there... Then understand that, yes, you're going to need to, uh, you know, exercise, learn to meditate, have good relationships, lower stress, eat eat properly, but you're going to have to actually peel back the curtain on that and do significant testing to understand, well, what are my genetics? What are my nutrigenomics? You know, kale may be a great food, but it may not be great for me. And the problem with every diet is that it starts with the food. Everybody's talking about, well, this, you need to eat this and you need to eat that. Well, maybe, you know, I mean, if genetically you're built for that and your gut is built for that and your food sensitivities are built for that, then maybe that's a good choice, but maybe it's not. And so we basically make all these poor investments, right? Because we're being told, well, this is a hot, this is a hot item. You should invest in that. This is a hot item. You should invest in It's It's the latest, right? Right. So people are chasing these shiny objects, right? And they fall into a shiny object mentality instead of actually doing the the necessary work to actually understand, okay, who am I, right? What cards am I holding? What are my genetic cards? What are my proclivities? What are my, what's my past medical history? Until you know the cards you're holding, you can't begin to play the hand and win, right? So I think this idea of chasing shiny objects as opposed to actually really doing some serious diagnostics, you know, spending some thousands of dollars on diagnostics to actually understand where am I in this whole process and this whole aging process and who am I, that will actually tee you up. And that's, you know, you're much better off to put money into that. It's That's the soundest investment you can make because once you understand who you are, then you can actually start to make the other investments. So. Love that. So, you know, at the uh, kind of end of our conference, Jim Bunch, who I've known from the Bob Proctor days of mm-hmm. my- decades ago. It was so fun mm-hmm. to reconnect. And you and I and he and Fab, you know, we all talked about like doing something together because I think yeah. we're all the same. Better impact, higher impact. People have so much more potential than they let out. Um, and Jim just was bragging about your longevity center. So talk about a journey through there. 
right? Because I worked at the Cooper Clinic, right? For a yes. little minute during yep. my career of becoming an exercise physiologist and then moved over to the side of the world. But talk about your longevity center. What's different when they walk through those doors? Like, do they go straight through the diagnostics? I want people to really understand when you say get to know the hands, you're, the cards you're playing, what kind of things would you be, would your clinic be taking them through your, sure. your, your longevity center? That's a great question. So the first thing is, um, before we work with somebody, we want to get to know them. And primarily, we want to get to know what questions they're asking. So for example, somebody could come to us and say, you know what, I'm doing pretty well on a lot of fronts, but I really want to optimize my longevity and my performance and my brain health going forward. It's like, okay, good. Let's sit down. Let's build out a plan for you. We'll work together for the next six months, 12 months, and then we can recycle after that. But But let's build out something that number one, uh, deconstructs the issues so we can actually deconstruct it. And then we'll construct a program for you that enables you to make the progress that you want to make. And we will throw in some things that we know you need as well to be able to really make that a durable result. So that's how we work with people. And, and they can come to us and say, you know, can you help me with my shoulder? Can you help me with my knee? Can you help me with my brain? I just had a concussion. My gut is a mess. Uh, my hormones are a mess. Um, people can come through the door with many different things, but our approach is to take a longevity approach. And what I mean by that is that I think the future of medicine is, is longevity medicine. Let me tell you what that means. So we have symptom-driven medicine. That's at the surface, right? That's sick care. That's what I did for 25 years. Below that, you have root cause medicine, functional medicine, your integrative doctor, your functional medicine doctor. Let's see what the root cause of that eczema is. Oh, it turns out it's your gut and the foods you're eating. So we'll clean that up and the eczema goes away. We're not just going to put a lotion on it. Sitting below that though, is longevity medicine. Longevity medicine is actually going at the drivers of aging. And there are now 15 hallmarks of aging that have been identified that are both the expressions of aging and actually the true drivers of aging. And symptom-driven medicine never addresses them. Functional medicine skims past them, but doesn't take them on head on. And in longevity medicine, we go straight at them. So when you come in for your knee, we'll be looking at you through the longevity lens, the functional lens, and then taking care of the symptoms. So it's a different approach, much more comprehensive. There is more testing involved. There is a bigger investment financially to do it, but you get a much much stronger, durable result, right? And so that's that's kind of how we think. So when people engage with us, we first understand, well, what is it that you want to take care of now? We build out a program, we apply this kind of thinking to it, and then they come to the center and spend an entire day with us or two days with us or three days with us to get all the testing done, get the results, get things going. And we may see them back and four to six weeks to sit down for another day and go through all of the test results and say, okay, here are the cards you're holding. Here's what's actually happening. And now this is where we'll start. And so it's that kind of a process. And so earlier you had mentioned about the genetics and uh, I just want you to educate our audience because we do have a great worldwide audience here. Yeah. Uh, why is that never addressed? I mean, the only kind of genetics or DNA is just to you know, find out, you know, ancestry, who you're from. Mm -hmm. like, no one's really using in any of the medicines that you, you know, or any modalities, your true genetics as a form of let's build from what you're built from. <laughs> that yeah. makes let's build no, on. Build that's from. right. No, it's, it's you're exactly right. It's it's not used frequently. And I think I don't know why it isn't used frequently. Uh 
I think we have found it to be so foundational to what we do to actually understand somebody's genetics. Like you can be diabetic for 16 different reasons, right? And if you know, you know, if you know which ones, the ones that are driving you, it's much easier to avoid it in the first place, right? Or to treat it. So, you know, you can become demented later in life for many reasons. And if you understand your genetics, you know where your proclivities are for that. You know how to take interventions. You know how to avoid it. So it's, I don't know why people don't do it, but we use it all the time. I will tell you this, that when we're going after those true drivers of aging, we're now even going beyond the genetics. Now we're actually looking at how the genes are transcribed. You know, genes code for proteins, right? So now we're actually measuring those proteins because as you go through life, your genes are expressed in different ways, right? You're a child, you go through puberty, now you're in your 20s, now you're in your 30s. Youth actually ends at age 26. There's a wave of aging by age 34. There's another wave that goes on through the 40s and 50s. It hits again at 60. And between 63 and 78, there is a massive wave of aging. It's massive. And people don't understand that. They think they're in their 50s. Hey, I'm doing fine. Whatever I'm doing, I'm going to keep doing it. But if you know the cards that you're holding, and then you actually look at, well, how are those genes being expressed? I may have a good gene makeup, but because of where I am in my life, it's not being expressed the way that it's optimal. I can do some things to actually improve that, right? And this is how you actually stay young. This is how you live young for a lifetime. So it's it's really about understanding and then taking action. You know, as a cardiologist, when I was in the cath lab doing complex cases, if I had a higher level of precision, understanding of what was going on, I could always get a better result. You're the same way. If you have a better level of precision in terms of understanding, you get somebody a better result. Same is true here. So it's it's more, it's all about precision. And so that's that's how we think. I love it. Talk a little bit about that. You said 63 to 78. What, I mean, that's, that's, an interesting age in a very specific range. Why is, why, what is that about? Why, why, why that period? It's why a description. Why, why 63 to 78? It's data that was, that came out of Stanford, looking at proteins released into the blood that correlate with diseases of aging. And there's just a massive increase between 63 and 78. Now, why is, can only be related back to the aging process itself. But why is aging exponential? It's exponential because those drivers of aging start to interplay with each other and they start to reinforce each other. So when your mitochondria aren't working, your telomeres are shorter, your immune system goes down, which means your stem cells don't work, which means this doesn't happen. And so this spirals up into these things not working, not working, not working. And that's the acceleration that occurs. So so talk a little bit about your book. How can people reach you? And uh, if they want to come visit your clinic. Yeah. So gladandlongevity.com. Um, that's our website. And um, the book I've, I've just finished writing is um, 100 is a New 30. Um, how playing the symphony of longevity will enable us to live young for a lifetime. And the symphonic element of it is that just because there are things to do, you don't do them all at once. There's actually a timing, a sequence, a frequency, an intensity, duration with which you do things to actually make this work. So, um, so that's a piece of it, too. But they can find us there. We have a podcast called the Glad and Longevity Podcast, Age Hackers Podcast. Um, and you were just on that, kind enough to be on that last week. And we had a nice conversation. Um, so, yeah, that's, those are two, three good ways. Um, and if you go to the website and reach out, we'll get back to you and set up some 
initial calls to figure out, you know, well, what questions are you asking and what would you like to do and how would you like to proceed? And then from there, we'll build out using the principles that we use, build out something uh, to try to address those things. So. I love that. I think I'm going to bring my daughter's had a consistent headaches for about a year. So this whole conversation, I'm thinking, I'm going to bring my uh, 16 year old down and we're going to actually get to the root of it. Yeah. Solve it. Healthy. So, uh, yeah. So what, uh, any last words to uh, our worldwide listening audience? Um, well, if you're going to RadFest this year, I'm going to be a featured uh, speaker at RadFest, uh, which is the Coalition for Radical Longevity. Uh, it's going to be in Anaheim, California. That'll be in September. Um, you know, we are being invited to go many places. And we're in the process of building out the platforms with Jim Bunch and the help of some others, uh, to turn into a global company. So that's really the, the trajectory that we're going. Um, and we've done a good job of curating content. We're building now platforms and and additional programs and things like that. So it's a very, um, very exciting time for us. Uh, yeah. That's good. Well, I wish you all the best and I appreciate you being on uh, Laurel's Real Money Talks today and uh, we will be in touch shortly. Thank you for being on. Oh, my pleasure. Great to see you. Thank you. And all of you, again, if you are out there, have any questions, go to asklaurel.com, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L, ask questions, make a request, and we'll be right back with you. I'll see you next Friday. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmeyer, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week. 